Hey everyone, and welcome to Ending Pending. This is uh, your host, Andy. And I'm here as well. This is Ronnie. On Ending Pending, we dissect the cadavers of TV shows that only lasted a single season. Mm -hmm. Talk about what went wrong, what went right, and why why did this all happen in the first place? Right, like what, what did they even make the river for? They they made the river because I love it. And, uh, <laughs> they made it my, exclusively for you. As my co-host has, has just revealed, currently we are dissecting the river. We're uh, going to be covering episodes five and six on today's podcast. And usually we have another host with us, Andy. What? We do usually have another host. We usually are joined by my fiance, Evan, but he was unable to make it tonight. Oh, he is sorely missed. Uh, but we will try and fumble through it the best we can with a two-man skeleton crew. Yep, we will uh, make it so, number one. Yes. Keeping in with the season, it is October. We're coming up on Halloween. Uh, we are doing a spoopy show. Yeah. I, I was running errands all day going to every Halloween costume store within... I mean, really, it was only within, like, five miles of me. But they, they have those everywhere, so you would think, like, something would have it. I needed a duck mask because... Why a duck? Because I'm going to cut it up, and it's going to be the bill for Scrooge McDuck pumpkin. Scrooge McPumpkin? No, that doesn't really work. Uh, no. Scrooge, <laughs> Scrooge McDuck pumpkin. Um, Scrooge McDunkin. Scrooge McDuck Duncan. I'll take it. I'll work with that. Um... This is a super secret for anyone who, you know, works at my work because I'm entering the, the contest <laughs> there. But I rest assured, I don't think anyone from my work listens to this podcast. But there you go. I searched high and low for this mask, and it seems like ducks are just out this year. I, like, went into, like, one back corner of the Halloween store, which had, like, a bunch of animal masks and scary masks, uh, but... As astute listeners of this show will know, I don't like the scary stuff. And also in that corner was all like the animatronic, you know, stepping on this uh, motion pad to activate the scary skeleton jingling chains guy. Has the river not increased your tolerance? No, no, no. The river, the river is fine. But like the real life, like when there's one person in the entire giant Halloween store and they are at the cash register... I'm not, like, willing to have that skeleton come to life, strangle me in the back of the Halloween store, and never be heard from again. Because I've seen enough episodes of Goosebumps to know that it will happen. Yeah, I think there was a Buffy episode about that, too. So I couldn't go into the back corner of the one area, even though I saw a duck mask that I don't think worked. Uh, but Oh, I, my gosh. I wasn't... There was a duck mask there, and you were too scared to go get it? It was really, like, it was really close. I had to, like sidestep around that's the other thing is it's not just like the prospect of being scared it's the prospect of looking like a big weenie as i'm walking through the halloween store like so you tell your podcast about it well this is a very loving trusting community that we've built here and i think that they i think that they can support me through this oh my Um, gosh and i couldn't go into the I, i went into the other corner of the halloween store and you know that corner of the halloween store the the sexy, sexy corner? corner of the Halloween store. Was there a sexy duck? There is no sexy duck. There is a sexy wow. everything. There was no sexy. There was sexy, of course, sexy rabbit ears. Uh, there was sexy deer, cat, puppy, 
no sexy duck. Ducks are not sexy this year, apparently. Uh, and kids just, I, I thought maybe like a Donald Duck costume that would have worked perfectly. Nothing. I guess kids, you're not really supposed to put them in masks that like cover their whole face. That's like a thing. But I don't need kids to be safe. I need a cool looking duck bill from a pumpkin. And I was disappointed. That, that's that's the whole story. I, I think I figured. I, was... I ended up. Now, like... now, which one of those was the lie? <laughs> We're just going to keep coming back <laughs> deep, to this. Deep, deep cut to episode I'll one. I'll tell you what. Being, uh, being too scared to wander around the Halloween store without my head on a swivel is the absolute gospel truth. There is I nothing. nothing I, I used to not be able to go into any Halloween store because even just the masks on the wall would freak me out. And even walking down the, like, the row of like the party city with all the masks on the wall was still like just a bit too much. Just a bit too much. I'm getting there. I'm getting better. I'm going to be a grown-up soon, an adult who can Maybe. handle scary stuff, but not today, sir. Not this year. Not Halloween 2017. Nope. So, speaking of super spooky stuff that, like, kind of intrigues me, but just generally, like, gives me the heebie-jeebies, The River. The River. Let's talk about The River. Episode 5. Ghost Ship. Ghost Ship. Um... Things are moving along. We get a little bit of uh, Lena. She talks about her dad and how no one's really concerned about her dad. And she, you know, everyone's talking about Emmett Cole. Uh, Lena's dad was Russ. He was a camera guy. Russ the camera guy. Yeah, he was on the crew uh, that went down on this magical mystery tour. <laughs> That's a fun thing to call on this. <laughs> we should change. Especially after episode six. Right, yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing about that. Was, I mean, it's fun. I mean, it's magical. It's a mystery. And it's a tour down the Amazon. It doesn't matter that it's not like flowy yeah. colors with lots of loud trombones played by the Beatles. No, it is. It is miserable. Yeah. So anyway, anyway episode five. Episode five. Uh, they are run aground. There is a ship that flies past them, running them uh, up onto the shore. And when they look to confront the ship, there's no ship there. Hiel and Emilio tell them that they can't go any further they talk about potentially going out on the rafts but it is going to be such a long journey that it would it would be detrimental Tess spends hours and hours i think 12 hours radioing on a mayday hoping that someone hears it and can bring them parts eventually uh after hours and hours of doing this a ship does respond pulls up to the boat and it's a nice crew of uh of environmentalists are chasing yeah. down uh, loggers in the area. The ship is called the Exodus. So it's just like, I made a list. There is there is Bible symbolism just out the butt in this show. They've got parts and, and, booze. and booze, and they all hang out, and they have a good time. It looks like they make some paella. That paella looked really good. We don't, ta- good. We don't talk enough about the food on this show, but like the fruit they get and the dinners they make, it is. It looks really good. It's delectable. I'm really happy with it. Uh, the paella looked really good. At first, it looked like it was scrambled eggs, and I was like, "This is not like dinner. You guys did a bad job on dinner." But no, it was some yellow Spanish rice paella, and it looks so good. We learn that the people that have come aboard the ship, there's four of them, uh, have nefarious purposes in mind. We don't exactly know what, but they seem to want to kidnap the crew members and take them back. Good, good on Kurt for, like, picking up on that shit. Yeah. Also, uh, during this episode, uh, Jonas and Lena 
are doing a little bit of like canoodling, a little flirting. Jonas is clearly interested in Lena, and Lena is just like, you know, Lincoln's not putting his foot on the gas at all, so she's she's open to it. Um, and she's talking about her dad a lot. Also, I mean, Emmett's in the jungle somewhere, so exactly. she's not getting it exactly. From there. Lena and Jonas go aboard the ship because they think they see somebody in the window, and there shouldn't be anyone on the ship left because they're all on their ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go over. They realize that the ship is very bare bones. They don't even have a radio system, so it's weird that they were able to contact uh, the Magus. Ooh. They go aboard, and ho- they, they hear some rattling. They open up a panic room like is on their ship, and who's behind this bolted door? It's Russ! It's, it's Russ. It's Lena's dad, and he's chained up, and it's it's a super emotional moment, and 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 it's it's and they cut right back to, um, the Magus where Kurt is confronting one of the other sailors. He immediately turns into a ghosty, a bad ghosty with like a zombie face, grabs Kurt, and then the cameras go dead. These 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 uh ghosties seem to have some control over the cameras a little bit. They seem to fade in and out when they're around or when they commit their deeds. Yeah, they're real spoopy. Yeah. Um so basically what's happening is they are a crew of 5 people and they need to get 5 more people to take their place on the ship because they can never leave the ship. So that's what they're doing. They already have Jonas and Lena aboard. Uh they get Kurt and then they pull Tess into the mix. Meanwhile, everyone else is getting shwasted. Yeah, everyone. On the Magnus. Everyone is super tipsy. It was so good to have AJ back. He was just like chilling yeah. in a hammock. Couldn't have nothing to do with all of it. There's ghost people around. Yep. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Stuff starts going weird. Lincoln notices that people are missing. And they go to the boat to confront them. Confront the, the folks. Um, at this point... Kurt has like muscled his way out of the ship, out of the and ship's hold. That was hold. brutal. Oh, dude, his his arm was bleeding. He was like, yeah, it was certainly that not was like rough. it wasn't like brute force. It was like he was it was like force of will, like will yeah. to live. He was getting out of there. They have a big confrontation. They shoot at him. Nothing happens. That's another thing. They're suscept- they're they're invulnerable to bullets because they're ghosts. Because they're ghosts or That's, something. Yeah, or something. Because what can kill them is fire, apparently. So they take flares shove him into it looked like hurley from lost's neck um and they all get ready to go lena grabs her dad and says let's go and and lena's dad says i can't go i'm one of them and we see his face go all zombified and lena is not okay lena is inconsolable rightly so but they are able to get off the ship before sunrise when the curse takes hold um so episode six it was the first time where like it's the Events of the previous episodes seem to really affect somebody in the crew. And Lena is just still beside herself about what happened with her dad. Like, she is. So, so much happens in this episode. They go to the falls. And they, they know about the falls because Russ. Right. Ghost Russ told them. Ghost Russ told them to go to the falls. That that's where uh, Emmett was heading. They find a bunch of stuff that Emmett had. His knife, his backpack. And in the backpack is a bunch of tapes. So, they rush them back to the Magus. Put them in. And we, for the rest of the episode... We just watch Emmett's journey looking for the Zulu tribe, I believe it is. Um, that sounds right. Zolo. Um, just flying through that. We get to see their reactions occasionally, which I remarked was a little bit like when you see those trailers for horror movies and you see the, the audience in like 
night vision, like reacting to the scary stuff. It was a couple of times where it was like, oh, oh, man. It, it reminded me of Shia LaBeouf's live stream where sure. he just watched all of his movies. Also but anyway. a classic. Also a classic. Yeah. There is a girl and a fella, Rabbit, and I don't remember the guy's name. Benny. Benny. Was Benny? Okay. There was definitely a, a strong Y sound. I believe it was Benny. So Rabbit uh, and Benny go with him after Russ says, we shouldn't do this. He brings up Jonas and they get in a big fight. They they talk about how Emmett has been contacting Lena and says that she's always been a part of this. She's marked for this. He's going through the forest. He's talking about what he's trying to do. He's talking about the medical advancements he can make with different things and talk about the line between life and death and how it's all just a blurred line here in this in this part of the jungle and how we can we can transcend that if we can harness the source he keeps talking about the source uh the girl rabbit is like all flirty with him about how she wouldn't know anything about cameras if it wasn't for his show and she's so infatuated and she tries to put a move down and like the room gets real tense back on the magus in real time but good old Emmett Cole. Good old Emmett Cole. Just Emmett Cole is so likable in these days. He is. He at is. The start. Which is weird because he's like this this like Christ figure who's like doing all this like really strange, almost demonic stuff. And it's like, oh that that Emmett. He's such a he's such a he's well, such like, a guy. He he really I, I like that you use the term Christ figure because he really like exemplifies like our generation grew up watching Steve Irwin, I mm-hmm. feel like. He's got, like, that. He's kind of got some Mythbusters in him. Mm-hmm. Like, he reminds me a little bit of, like, Adam Savage. Yeah. And then he's also got all these Christ qualities, too. So, like, it's this weird, like, trinity of, like, Adam Savage, Crocodile Hunter, and um, Jesus. Jesus Christ, yeah, sure. <laughs> It's a wonderful combination. And yeah, you, it's and great. You, and you get—he's so likable. He is. He—he kind of like pushes off Rabbit's advances. She goes, "Oh, I thought you and Tess were separated." And he goes, "Well, not in here." And taps his chest, and it's like, Aww. "Oh, oh man, oh man," which I'm sure makes Tess feel gross because she's probably been like doing weird stuff with Clark this whole time. Um, I'm sure Lena was thrilled too. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I still am not sure about that. I'm still not sure about that if, if that dining makes a thing. Anyway, he realizes he's being tracked by a demon, and the only way no. to trickster spirit. Oh, he's being he's tracked. convinced it's he's a trickster con- spirit. Hiel convinces the entire room that they should stop watching because the trickster spirit he thinks he's communicated with is actually a demon who is not interested in trickery, only in death. It's gonna eat him. Eat him up. Gobble him up. Which is like a weird thing through this, like they get they come upon a monkey and then later they come upon the monkey. His skin is on the ground and he has been flayed and stuck in a tree, which is some like Ramsey Bolton stuff. Yeah. And it's it's a shame, too, because like Rabbit and Benny were like for not getting a ton of screen time. We're we're very we're very fun and likable characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Just like the monkey, Benny ends up getting flayed in the tree at that point rabbit is like i'm yeah. i'm rolling out of here yeah. this is no good in like a moment where like emmett cole is like i will take care of you i will don't worry i will trust you and i was like at that point i was like this guy is taking advantage of this girl because he knows that she has feelings for me he's being very manipulative i didn't love that 
But clearly it didn't work because the next morning she left a note and she's like, peace, I can't do it. I'll see you later. And she took all like the camping equipment, all the yeah. food. and the it, it was bad times for Emmett Cole. So he wanders through the jungle, finds his puppo, has a good time with him. His puppy's back. Yeah. He's he's talking to himself the whole way. Uh, he's he's talking about how like, well, I started this by myself. I could finish it by myself. And they, this is the point where he's also kind of figured out the whistling thing. Yeah. Um, like he can keep the demon away with a whistle. Also before this, I think this might be important. He talks about how the entire reason they started the undiscovered country was because um, uh, Tess and he had a child who passed away as a, as a, as a baby. Um, and they were all ready to do the stay at home thing and, and be a family. And after that, they, you know, really dove into their work to, give them some some distance from that and they found out that it was really fulfilling and the adventure was exactly what they needed and then lincoln was born and then the family kind of really started um so anyway he's wandering through the forest he has no food he climbs up into a mango tree uh hoping to get a little snack falls out of the mango tree breaks his ankle and now he's just shuffling around and like his exhaustion, yeah, is just like you feel it. You feel it. So brutal. He looks bad. He sounds bad. It's 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 a rough. It's rough. rough scene. Yeah, yeah. It, it's hard to watch. Yeah. At this point, he is prepared to kill and eat his dog, which I was like convinced that the dog wasn't going to make it, and I was not okay with that. And then when he started to pull the knife out, like he was going to do it, I. Mm, he's mm. just like who's Emmett a good Cole. boy you're a good boy you're, you're oh a good my boy God. it was heartbreaking Emmett, it was it. heartbreaking and of course the christ-like figure that Emmett cole is he does not do it um which i think was the final test sure sure i think him choosing not to do quote the selfish thing where like one if you're in a survival scenario i don't like i i personally would not blame someone for no. doing that like no. i'd blame the show because like show you should never kill puppos right but i wouldn't blame a human for eating in like the most dire of circumstances their yeah. their animal right and the show made you think it was going to happen and then right. didn't do it right and i think that was the the final test yeah and he keeps talking about these tests the entire time but how how the the boyuna is is testing him the, the jungle is testing him and if he can just make it through this last test even after benny dies like this Every is the, test last, is the test. last test yes yeah. and we're gonna and we're gonna get to the source so he hears the whistle of the trickster spirit he tries to whistle back he doesn't have the 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 the, the juice his mouth is dry too dry to whistle and we are ready for the trickster spirits overtake him and then all of a sudden we hear a whistle and it appears to be natives to this jungle pick him up we see uh you know a a camera point of view of of him getting carried through the forest getting rehabilitated in uh in one of their their homes and then dropped out off outside of a compound in the middle of the jungle and that's where the tapes stop the crew rushes rushes right to the spot um as best as they can figure it as best as they can figure it they're wandering wandering and all of a sudden they see the puppo they see the little doggy and and they say oh we must be close but they come up on the compound and it is in ruins and it doesn't look good. So to, to double back, Lena realizes that she has a birthmark that is the same shape as the pendant that Lincoln has, uh, which we assume must mean what means to be marked for this, as yes. Emmett said. 
and we'll find out more on episode seven. I do love that as we uh, get closer and closer to the end of the river, it is, um, you know, closer and closer to the crew finding Emmett and closer and closer to Emmett finding the source. And it's this race of, you know, are we going to finish the river in time? Are they going to find Emmett before he finds the source? Like what's going to, who's going to reach this finish line first? Is anything pending going to hit it? Is Emmett going to hit it or is the crew going to hit it? Yeah. Andy. Yeah. What was successful for you about this episode five and six stretch of the river five is an all right episode um again i liked aj again um i like that he was back just the whole interaction with like aj and clark Mm -hmm. and the the ghost people is great they're just having a good time they don't care right it's weird to Um, see them like having fun because usually i'm criticizing the show for like not taking things seriously enough but it's like it's good to see them like Choking down some bourbon, just like having a good time. Yeah, I liked Kurt like being on edge the entire time, just being like, "Nope, nope, these people are bad." Yeah, nope. And the tension of like, you can tell that Kurt knows something's off about these people. You can, as the audience, can kind of tell that something's off about these people, but you can't quite put your finger on it. Yeah. And the show did a good job of building that tension. And uh, I like that they went back to the door thing from episode one, yeah. where it's another locked panic room door, but what's inside at this time. And I even like the idea of a ghost ship. Ghost ships are just cool. If this was a movie, like if Ghost Ship on the Amazon was a movie, and like we have to like capture you and bring you aboard our ship in order to like, and like they flesh out that that fiction a little bit more, I am all in. As an episode, it flew by for me, so I guess it was okay, it was pretty good, but it just like lacked some of the teeth for me didn't really have a real concrete uh i I don't think it was as scary as some of the other ones we've seen and then just in comparison like mythologically speaking it doesn't hold a candle to episode six episode six is amazing right yeah Uh, russ being in the end and like kind of like burning up with the ship that was kind of like a sweet but haunting thing that like that and his last words were great too yeah like yeah. you, you go live a boring life. Like get out right. of here. Right. Yeah. Good, good stuff there. Yeah. I. It was that. That was the kind of the the salvation of the episode for me. Otherwise, it would have been just kind of like, eh. You needed a filler in this eight episode miniseries. Like, he he kind of tied it all together. Um, I am beyond convinced of my magus theory. Of my uh, the ship is the magi, and it is you know following the star, following trying to get to the source um the bible sim- symbolism between jonas magus exodus hiel is is a huge thing in the bible I, I i looked it up i didn't really get a grasp of of who hiel was but she is like one of those like powerful women in i believe old testament um rivers in general are a huge yeah. thing in the bible like i just it's it's so rife with that symbolism that i like i am absolutely convinced you don't have to tell me i know you know how it ends but even i mean it's even like into season two how it could have been and stuff like that like i am convinced that the ship is uh is the real guiding force here good stuff in episode six uh everything everything is good in episode six i love how they're watching the tapes and we're watching them so like clark's reaction every time he uh emmett takes a jab at him 
I I can't wait to see them interact if they get a chance to interact. I feel like they have a very interesting relationship. Uh, every time it cuts to Tess and Lena, whenever Emmett does something romantic styles with someone, mm-hmm. the scene where Emmett calls uh, Lincoln is excruciating. Yeah, that is oh, some brutal goodness. stuff. I didn't bring that up. That is no. It, it's, it is. Emmett's about to like Emmett thinks he's about to die. Emmett is convinced that like this is the end, and he calls his son on a satellite phone that he's managed to hold on to this whole time. And Lincoln just has no idea what his dad's going through yeah. and just kind of like brushes him away. It's oh, it's heartbreaking. And, and then you're and, watching Lincoln watch what? it. And that is just right. oh, Lincoln tough. is reacting to this. And like and he even says at the end of the episode, like we on, we we're only focusing on the good times now. But like there were bad times. There was a reason that I would like be so short with him on the phone. But like it all seems so silly now. And it's like just watching him like go through that all and like. He, he's realizing he might be watching like essentially a snuff film where his dad dies on camera in front of him and the last person he spoke to was him it, it, it's it's absolutely heart-wrenching yeah. they, they did a great job with that um absolutely i i wrote in here that like i almost would rather just watch that show like I'd rather watch all the tapes of Emmett, like for the whole, like seeing his journey. I thought that and his, too. Like it's just like yeah. we're all watching them watch this. It's like, can we just like cut these guys out and just watch Emmett Cole for the rest of the season? The the actor, I, I I'm blanking on his name, but he is so compelling. Bruce Greenwood. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's he, phenomenal. He's incredible. He is totally bought into the the character, and I think much like the way we're talking about him being a Christ figure, I think he's brought bought into himself as like kind of like a righteous figure, but not like conceited about it. Like he he waxes eloquent about like this poetry and talks about how like Clark would never let this be in the show and like mocks Clark for like, oh people don't want poetry. His Paul Blackthorne impression was so spot on. It was it was really fun. It, that was the thing. It was that he was funny and he was like yeah. and entertaining and enjoyable and like it 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 was just like so it set him up so quickly as like a lovable figure. And so to watch him suffer through the rest of the episode was like, it, it took a toll on me. And, and I'm, and I with, know that within, it was what the intent was, was to like really make you suffer along with him. Uh, but it was, it was just absolutely brutal. We've gotten to see like snippets of Emmett throughout the first five episodes. And we've gotten to know him a little bit, but within the first 10 minutes of episode six, if you do not love Emmett Cole before, like you love him now at that point. Totally. And like you were saying, they just break that man down to the point where like this adventurer, this, this nature lover who loves animals and loves plants and loves everything about the natural world is about to kill his, his pet. And uh, it is, it is, excru- it is, I can't stress enough how brutal this episode was to watch. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was well done. Like, it, it yeah. was intended to make you suffer along with him, and you certainly did. I did. How, how, how dope was it when he got that fire, though? Oh, like, how, that, the, I didn't this, even mention, I didn't even mention that part. There's so much in this episode. The scene where he summons fire is better than the entirety of Iron Fist. Yeah, yeah absolutely he even like looks like he's so funny he looks over the dog and he goes promise you won't freak out or promise you won't get scared and then like conjures fire in his hands and it's like what what are you into bruce what are you into emmett 
there's that line where Russ is like, we've seen magic. Like, we right. know it exists. We've seen magic. We've got it. We've proven it. Let's go home. And and Emmett is like, no, that's that's tricks. That's tricks compared to the source. And it's like, damn, I want to see everything. Like, yeah. show us all the all the tapes. Right. Yeah, it, it was it was just it was well done. Um, yeah. I was I was very happy with episode six. It was it started off weird for me because like those are the it's like a clip show basically. Like it's like oh we're gonna watch the greatest hits of Emmett Cole, but it was so integral to the plot that like it and it, and it did flow and like you still got the moments where Lincoln was dealing with his loss and Lena was finding out about the the mark on her neck and and there was still a lot of stuff going on but like it didn't it didn't take away from the power of watching those Emmett clips. So I don't think we're gonna have a whole lot to talk about here, but Andy, what uh, what failed during episode five and six for you? Um, I don't think the actor playing Russ was very compelling in episode five. I felt like his his short scene in episode six was a little better, and mm-hmm. the actor did a little better. But in episode five, he felt a little wooden to me. Yeah, I don't quite get how Kurt like knew everything about the ghost people like maybe he put it together real quick yeah uh but i don't think they necessarily the show necessarily did a great job of like explaining how kurt was like oh like we gotta we gotta get out by sunrise and we gotta we gotta get him with fire and yeah and like he just like seemed like real on top of that shit yeah which I mean, maybe he's just that badass. Right. But. Kurt is a character that I don't feel like I'm gonna get enough answers on, but like I want to know more about like who he, his. He is, he is the shepherd book of this show. Right. Right. Like I want to see like who his handlers are, what his training is. Like that. That's something I'm thinking about. Like, is he just like super trained military wise in this magical mystical stuff, um, and he just knows like, oh, it's the ghost ship. I got to keep my eye out for the ghost ship. Like. I, I that's that's maybe a little bit of a stretch, but like I want to know more about like his background and what you know is going on there. Um, and, uh, another complaint for me is like, why is Benny or not Benny? Why is Russ locked in the hold of the ship? Like he's trapped on it at that point, right? I'm assuming they had a fifth member of their crew. And he got to go home because he trapped Russ. Right. But, like, why is ben- Russ then locked down there? Like, if he's a ghost man now. Right. It seems like they're content after getting four. Am I correct? It's Jonas, yeah. Lena, Kurt, and Tess. Like, they're good For the then. the four of them. Right. But, like, in that case, wouldn't, like, as soon as you get one person on, that person's free? Like, why would you have, like, if you don't have to get the whole set, why is just getting four enough? Like 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 there's five people on the ship technically like I don't I don't I, well I, I to your I point think, like I don't see why he's yeah. a prisoner and not a member of the crew and and why he doesn't factor into that four uh, people yeah and why didn't he tell Lena right away like oh hey like oh shit like you're locked in here now listen they're ghosts I'm a fucking ghost <laughs> like we gotta get you out of here like here's everything that's going on if you don't get out by sunrise you're gonna become a ghost too just like me that's how they got me. I think fire like yeah Russ could have filled them in from the get-go instead he's just like oh well like yeah they've trapped us in here I guess I'm not gonna tell you what's going on yet right yeah um I thought the 
a scene on the Magus in episode six where Russ and Emmett are fighting seemed like it could have used a little bit of fight choreography. It was kind of just yeah. like they were like rolling on the ground with each other, which I guess could work when it's just Two like dudes in like their 50s right dudes in their 50s who are like environmentalists maybe probably didn't take taekwondo or anything like that they maybe don't have the best uh hand-to-hand combat training that they're just you know slap fighting on on the deck of a boat so i guess i guess it makes sense but it's just like it, it looked a little like forced for me yeah i i mean it worked for the show but the tension where he was about to i, I wrote in my book like this dog is definitely gonna die and it's not gonna be okay Nope. And, and it didn't, but they walked right up to that line. They walked yeah, right up to that, that was, line. That was tough. And, oh, oh, it was... I, I didn't remember if the dog died or not. And so, like, I was right there with you watching this being like, if this dog dies, I'm turning this show off and we're right, not continuing right. this podcast. Well, I don't they, remember they if the dog makes angle it. Where it's right on the dog's face and Emma is yeah. like has the knife in the air and it's like... It's one thing if you kill the dog. It's another thing if you make me have to see this man stab this dog. I'm not going to be okay. I'm no. not going to keep watching. Um, Especially because, like, like, everyone's left him at this point, uh-huh. too. But the puppo. Right. Man, that was brutal. Yeah, it was... Uh, it, Thank God. Again, Thank God that didn't happen. Right. We, we strayed from that line, but boy, oh boy, were we dangerously close to that line. This is, like, a really nitpicky thing. Sure. But, we have to do it. Yeah. Lincoln... When when Emmett's like like dehydrated parched lips are trying to whistle as the yeah. <laughs> the trickster demon is coming, right. Lincoln's the one that goes, "Why isn't he whistling?" I'm like, right. Lincoln, you're a goddamn doctor. You know why he's not whistling? He's dehydrated and malnourished. Yeah, well, you that that's don't. that's certainly almost a producer in the room watching like the uh, clips of the show and him being like, "Wait, why isn't he whistling?" And someone be like, "Oh, you don't, you don't get it." Have, okay, okay ha, we'll, ha, we'll toss a line in there. Ha, have douchebag Jonas say right, it then. Right, exactly. That, that makes well, sense. And then Lincoln could sense. have been the one that goes, "He's dehydrated. He's right. malnourished. Right, he right. can't. He's trying." Yeah, yeah. That that that's a good point. That, but they like having the doctor say it was just right. silly to me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I th- I thought about like how I would rather just be watching the Emmett Cole show, and then I was thinking like. That, I feel like that's just like late season loss, so like <laughs> I I can watch that show. Um, so so I I maybe will uh dip my toe into that. This Eat. is this is another tiny thing, tiny yeah. complaint. Yeah, I felt like uh Hiel and Emilio and Jonas and AJ really had nothing right to right. do in episode six, like right. nothing to do. Right. Hayao, like, why, why are they there? They're not personally invested. Right. Hayao kind of, uh, like, was the exposition for, like, oh, no, no, it's not an, a trickster spirit. That That is a demon, and it's going to kill him. Um, yeah. But, like, after that. That was important. But, yeah, like, right. she did not really feel, it didn't feel like any of those four had a horse in the race at that point. It's a big crew. And, like, yeah. they're, they're all still alive, which is, like, a questionable thing. And they're all, they none of them have, like, flown the coop and tried to escape, which is another questionable thing um but we gotta have something for all these people to do andy i've got i've got a question for you yeah is it working oh boy oh boy episode six is definitely working yeah it's working real good it's 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 a nail biter to the end here like there's two episodes left after this will emmett find the source will the crew find emmett are we gonna end the show before they get there 
uh it's it's working for me it's the tension is real the mythology in episode six is really deep really interesting there's definitely some like uh a fancy fancy bible word is the pre-edenic state of man back when man was in like it's perfect pre-fallen pre-sin form and there's some like weird theology stuff going on with the natives uh it seems like they are like still possibly in eden yeah in like the source like emmett talks about how they they heal and they don't get sick and, and all this stuff and so there's like a really deep mythology running in this show and it, yeah. it's it's very entertaining one of the things i thought about as i mean this is a stretch because i was looking for bible sim- symbolism um was the point when emmett climbs into the mango tree and it's the only fruit tree that he's seen this entire time and all of a sudden there's a bountiful tree full of fruit and he tries to get it and he falls short and he's not allowed to get that fruit and there was like you bringing up Eden makes me think that's a very strong, like forbidden fruit. Uh, the, the tree of uh, tree of wisdom kind of thing, tree of knowledge. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's there. The, the love triangle with Lena and Jonas and Lincoln and Emmett and, and Tess is weird, but still kind of intriguing. Yeah. And Clark, he's in the mix there somewhere. There's like six people in this. See now that that's, Let's talk about that for a second, um, because up until this point, I've I've been conceived of the fact that Lena and um, Emmett had a relationship, a a uh, you know intimate relationship. Um, but at this point, it seems like as he's being this Christ figure and being so so consumed with the source and with finding these magical elements, it seems like he's far more interested in her for the fact that she might have a mystical connection to all this based on her little uh birthmark um and it didn't it just didn't come across me in this episode as strongly as it did in previous episodes that there was like an intimate connection this seemed more like beyond platonic but for a bigger purpose than just like sex yeah uh i mean if you know stuff i don't then no i i don't remember to be honest so i can see what you're saying there absolutely Yeah. yeah it was just like this this episode was like so they're not doing it i'm not i'm not sure i'm not sure because like if if that was the case if it came out like i russ was like i know you're sleeping with my daughter and that's weird like that would have been like super reason for them to have their fight but it was just like you're still contacting my daughter and he's like well she's a part of all this still and it's like oh so it's not like you know whether or not he was physically cheating on tests the case can be made that he was definitely emotionally sure absolutely yeah. absolutely and his whole family i mean he was calling her for medical advice instead of lincoln you know what i mean it was like a, you know yeah. he, he he put all of his trust that he should put in his spouse or his family into lena yeah hey ron got a question for you yeah yeah what's up is it working it is it definitely is and like i yeah. could i could spend a long i agree with all of your points but what is working for me is that we ended on a cliffhanger basically and the trail is hot and we're coming up on stuff where it's definitely going to be reflected in the next episode. And I'm just excited to see what happened to this compound, where Emmett Cole is. Do we get to the source? Do we find Emmett Cole? Like, there's there's so many open-endeds that, like, I'm hoping they close up. Of course, the basis of the show is that shows don't get the ending they deserve. I don't think they're going to get 
or I'm going to get all of the answers and all of the closure that I need, but I'm just excited to see what's coming next. Yeah, there's there's a lot of questions on this table and not a lot of episodes left. Yeah, yeah. Now, Evan, Evan's not currently here, but I'm going to put on his beanie and do my best Evan impression. Okay. You want to ask Evan? Sure, sure. Uh, right. uh, hey, Evan, is it working? No, the show, the show stinks and... And it's it's not good. I I am gonna go on the record and say Evan does not at all sound like that. Okay, wait, let me try again. Sure, go okay. ahead. Okay, hit, hit hit me. Uh, Andy, oh, I'm sorry, you're not Andy, you're Evan. Evan, yeah. is it working? No, this show kind of stinks. It's not really <laughs> that good. Was that better? I'm gonna go on the record of saying again that does not sound anything like Evan. Okay. And... Last try. Give oh. me one last try, Coach. Okay. Come on, okay. all right. come on, Coach. Hey, hey, Evan. Yeah. <laughs> no 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 okay okay one last try one okay, last try sure, sure, this sure. is it evan evan is it working well no it's it's not working it's it's real bad it's real bad i don't i don't like this show it's stupid is he ernie is he <laughs> is he ernie from burton ernie i don't remember what my fiance sounds like to, oh man for the sake of your relationship yeah I'm, i might cut all of this out you might cut all of it <laughs> You let me know. You let me know if, oh, it's, worth, if it's worth the laughter. Um, I'm not laughing. I thought it was funny. I thought I'm it was comedy gold. I'm not laughing at Evan. I'm laughing yeah. at you because of how much trouble you're going to get in if Evan I'm not going to get in trouble. Evan, you don't sound like that. And uh, and I think that Andy is, is a is a real bad guy for, for portraying you like that. If, if this is the last episode of the podcast, it is <laughs> likely because Evan and I had a, had, sure. had a, had a huge, huge fight. And rightfully so. Yeah, rightfully so. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this though. I can't do a good mocking impression of his voice because I've never done a mocking impression of his voice because I love and respect him. Sure, sure. You you are you are a a uh, bam saint and a gentleman, sir. Yes, thank you. This has been episodes uh, five and six of the river. Next week we'll be doing episodes six or no, we'll be doing episodes seven and eight. Next week is seven the finale. Eight, it ends. We're next done. It's the finale. Um. Do we want to talk about what we're doing next uh, show, or do you want to wait to the finale for that? Let's let's tease it. Let's let's get let's get some buzz going. Okay, so we uh, are uh, approaching an- the end of the river, and so we need to get another show to move on to, and we are doing the critically acclaimed, also Paul Blackthorne project, The Dresden Files. It's terrible. I am so excited for it because I love wizards. I know nothing about the Dresden Files other than it's wizard detectives because I read it on IMDb. Um, I am so excited because I love wizards so much no matter what it is. Like you throw a wizard in there, it's going to have an extra star just because of that in my book. What what I think is going to be interesting about the dynamic of us tackling the Dresden Files is – I am I am a large fan of the books. I've read them all. I've read them most of them more than once. I thoroughly enjoy the book series. I've played the tabletop game. I've played the card game. Like I love the Dresden Files. The show is shit. <laughs> the show is so bad. And then Evan is kind of like a newer fan. Like he's on book four right now. He's working his way through it. And then Ronnie, you've never read it. So never you, read it. You're going in blind to this 
crime scene this atrocity i because well now i want to read it because you've said it's good it would be something i'm so interested in i wonder if like see, watching the show first is just gonna like ruin it for me so i'm <laughs> thinking of that the whole time and what's also tragic too is paul blackthorne is such a good actor and yeah. paul blackthorne would theoretically make a great harry dresden mm-hmm. it's just the worst production ever sure. though sure. oh it's gonna be great yeah. Next week we'll still have our finale episode. We'll still we'll yep. still talk about the uh, the river for just one more week. We're and then closing we out be... the river and then moving on to the the Dresden Files. Moving on to Dresden Files. So so be excited for that. Um, what we wanted to also talk about is uh, our reviews on iTunes, Andy. And uh, this Let's is our this is our uh, our shameless plug for for getting our uh, stars up on iTunes. Uh, we talked about last week. We had uh, uh, Micah.Murd gave us a great five-star review. And we have a new one this week, Andy. We got and another review? We do. And and what are we going to be doing with our reviews from now on? And I think we should double back and do the same thing for Micah. Yeah. Well, um, well first of all, I just want to say, Micah.Murd, you have glorious flowing hair, and your voice mm. sounds like the jingle of bells. Ah, Yes. So, so what we're doing? Thank you for your review. What we're going to be doing is just like endlessly complimenting those of you who uh, who give us positive reviews, who uh, you know take the time to go onto our iTunes page and really just just let people know that you enjoy ending pending, and we are going to pay it back by just giving you the most beautiful compliments. One, one, if you leave a review on iTunes. Uh, it's nice for us because we are all incredibly narcissistic. Sure. Me, Evan, and Ronnie are, are all full of ourselves, and we like to hear praise. Yes, yes. And then two, what it does is it helps other people find the podcast. Right. So they so get you, to hear how good we are, too. Yes, exactly. So uh, you you help us. You help the show. Uh, also, if you maybe like tell a friend about it, that'd be great, too. Yeah, absolutely. Share it on Facebook. Share it on Twitter. Um, so we're going to be saying beautifully nice things about people. Beautiful nice things like uh, this review by Sir Nee said that we are very charming, that we are good and fun analysis of what otherwise would be forgotten. Seems to be very excited for us to do Terra Nova, which is certainly coming down the pike. Uh, yeah, and, that's going to happen one of these days. And gave us those five stars. Sir Nee, Sir, Sir Nee, not only are, is your namesake Nee's the most glorious beautiful knees i've ever seen they are on the most luscious legs on the most built torso and and you just stand above all of the other knights in the kingdom sir and and i, you, I would also like to say you will not be forgotten no oh certainly not we no, will not forget you, sir knee you are i think i mean is sir knee the official uh knight of this podcast of I think the podcast so. sir yes. knee Thank you for your service as, as in knighthood. The knight defender of yes. ending pending. Yes. Oh. And also he called me charming. I was telling Andy yeah, earlier. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what it says about me, but that is like the highest. Pr- I, I get so giddy when someone, oh, he's charming. It's like, oh, thank you. I, I blushed a little with his with his review. That was nice. Do go on. Um. So, yeah. So we are going to be doing beautiful, nice compliments. Also, we're going to send you something nice. If 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 you leave us a review on iTunes, we're gonna figure out a a, a way to send you a, a ending pending family Christmas card because yes. if you if you leave us a review, you're part of our family. Yes, yes, it is. It, you are with us from the beginning, and we are so appreciative. So we're gonna make sure that we uh, well, we keep you close to our heart. 
We'll, we'll either, uh, if you tweet at uh, Ending Pending or message the Facebook group with your email address, we'll either email it to you, or if you want to get it in physical real life, we'll figure out a way to do that. Sure will, sure will. Uh, so you can follow us uh, on Twitter, at PendingPod, on Facebook, at PendingPod. Uh, we are on iTunes. We're on Overcast. You can email us, and we would love to get some emails. That inbox is super empty, and I would love for you guys to fill it up. Email us, uh, pendingpod at gmail.com. Uh, and, and yeah, just reach out to us. Find ways to get to us. We're super excited that people are enjoying the show. And please tell us about it. It, it just warms our hearts to hear that the things we're doing are making you guys uh, you guys happy. So next week, finale of The River. Yep. Week after that, starting Dresden Files. Evan's going to be back here yep. co-piloting this ship with us uh, next week. And we'll Ronnie, I, I I was wondering, do you think we should do Terra Nova for Cerny before or after Firefly? Oh, we're we're never doing Firefly. 